Welcome to the Ron Huntley Leadership Podcast, helping leaders be a positive catalyst on the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live. This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are powered for impact. Lift off and the clock has started. Today, I am blessed with my friend Hector Serrano, who is this Alpha Spanish coordinator from St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the United States, in South Carolina, I believe. And so, welcome to you, Hector. Uh, thank you so very much, Ron. It's a, it's a pleasure, an honor, and um, just very happy to be here with you uh, this morning. Wonderful. Tell me a little bit about your faith story. How did you come to faith? Uh, well, I'm a credit Catholic. I uh, was born in Puerto Rico, born and raised, actually. The uh, first 24 years of life was in Puerto Rico. So I, uh, I was a, just a regular cultural Catholic. Go to, go to Mass every Sunday. And it wasn't until 2008. I had already been, you know, New Orleans and Florida and Southern Carolina and everything. And, uh, and, I, and I get to uh, South Florida, where there's a, a huge um, Hispanic, predominantly Cuban, and there were a lot of Venezuelans. Um, and, and this church, which was in a shopping center, uh, because they didn't have enough money to build a church, you know, so they were all meeting in there, and they had this mess. And I go to this church, and oh my goodness, I mean, the moment you stepped in, I didn't know it back then, but the, it was the Holy Spirit there, big time. I mean, you just walked right into this heavy Holy Spirit on something, and you're like, Oh, I like this. I like this. Is, this is awesome. So that was my first um, outside of growing up as a Catholic, I say, going into a place where all these different cultures are together, but we all speak the same language. And I want to pause you for a second, because you grew up going to church. Church was literally the center of town, mm-hmm. you know, this cultural experience. But now you're saying you walked into a a makeshift church in a mall and you felt the Holy Spirit. What does that even mean? Like for our listeners, like, like, wait a minute, this is a church guy, grew up going to church and all of a sudden he could feel or tell that the Holy Spirit, something was different. What was it that made you experience that differently? To me, it was, for one thing, I, I felt welcome. I felt like, when I stepped in, like the people knew me, and I, I didn't know anybody. You know what I'm saying? It was like they, everybody was. Well, actually, one lady I remember this vividly. She tells me, um, when you go for um, communion, um, just something that she said when you go to communion, uh, if you're going to kneel, they have those kneelers, you know, that you can just go in and because that's very typical in, in a Hispanic community. Uh, make sure you kneel before to the right side of the father, because if not, you'll be in trouble. I'm like, you should, I just met you lady. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll take it standing. I don't want to take much <laughs> chance, but it was, I mean, they were like, no, it was like, everybody knew you. Everybody was so, so happy. And I mean, the same thing I felt when I went to Halifax to, uh, in, in 2016, you know, just eight years later, it was the same thing. Yeah. Um, but these people, I mean, they didn't, they didn't even have a, they had never heard about uh, divine renovation. 
back in 2008. You know what I'm saying? They were renovated. They were renovated already. Yeah, joy and hospitality, <laughs> and this love yes. and reverence for Jesus and one another was evident. And yeah, love it. Okay, I just yeah. wanted to wrap my head around that because that's yeah. just such a neat yeah. awareness, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Oh, cool. yeah. So that was a big moment for you. And that was a big of- moment, and it was in preparation. I want to say about a year and a half later, um, my wife. She's always been the spiritual one. Uh, so, you know, not that she had to drag me to church, but, you know, it was like, yeah. I can find a thousand excuses to, well, I'll go later. We go Saturday because Monday got to go ride my bicycle, you know, stuff like that. Yes, sure. <laughs> so so <clears throat> she is meeting with this group of people and they're, she's the only Catholic, actually. The other ones are other evangelicals and, and um, which growing up in Puerto Rico, that's strange because you don't. Ooh, those people are weird. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> they make too much. Those noise. Christians are weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We Catholics are cool, but that's a, you know same family, uh, but for some reason, yeah. Yes, okay. that was <laughs> yeah. your perception. Okay, that was my perception. Yes, and uh, so she said, "We we are uh, we have a guy coming from Colombia, and he's going to teach uh, do some Bible class." And I'm like, "All right." So I don't even I never opened a Bible, you know. Right. Yeah, never. So uh, I said, "Sure," you know. The first meeting was in my house, so I didn't have a choice. I had to <laughs> say yes. <laughs> and uh, in that first class, they, uh, these people, there were probably about 10 of them. And one of them was a, um, um, an atheist, too. Um, and the way that they, and it was the way that they entered, it came together and they talked and they, I mean, there was like, they, it was like a family like a really family in my house, you know, in the, like 12 people, I think it was. And uh, so we start reading Genesis. Fortunately, that's an easy one because it's on the first pages, you know, otherwise I would have been lost from the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so this guy, he starts reading Genesis and he's, he takes questions from, from us, including the atheists. And every time he, somebody had a question, he would not answer. So does that sound familiar? You yeah. Know? So uh, this is 2008 and a half, eight, almost 2009. And uh, he would go and say, okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 20 and read it. And you go there, boom, and the answer was there to that question. And it's like, lucky shot, you know? So somebody will ask another question. And throughout, I mean, this, I was like totally surprised. To say. I didn't know what it was, but obviously it was full of the Holy Spirit, you know, and, uh, and that's what called me back. And I say, okay, this, I, I'm missing in a lot of stuff in here, you know, that mm. it was not in my catech- catechism classes, you know, as, as I grew up. That really hooked me up. We finished, thank, spent the whole year. Thank goodness for people, because it's not uncommon in most Catholic um, cultures in their churches that Catholics don't read scripture. And it's a tragedy because, and thank God for these other denominations who are so focused on scripture that can bring it alive for people like us, because we are missing out on so much when we're not breaking out and meditating and chewing on the word of God, like holy jumpins, man, like we've missed the boat when it comes to scripture. So if you're listening today and you haven't read yet, find yourself a Bible class, and get mm-hmm. involved and mm-hmm. just start to experience Jesus through scripture. Yeah. Love it. Keep going. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. So, so that's um, that's what got me going, and uh, and then I got transferred uh, to uh, New Orleans. From New Orleans, it was all Catholic, so it's no big deal. That was easy over there. <laughs> so, sure. But I couldn't find the right um, uh, the, the right not the right church. There was there was a church right there, but it was like it was not it was ne- nothing like the one in, in Florida. You know, as mm-hmm. far as a, it was just your typical good old go to church, I get back home. No, nothing called me out. So uh, all these things are boiling inside of me. It's like, man, I, I just cherish that. I, I have to. So it's I hard once you've had that kind of experience yeah. to go back to a place that hospitality is poor, joy is absent, music yeah. is mediocre at mm-hmm. best, preaching, yeah. Yeah. so-so. Yeah. It's like, oh gosh, like yeah. once you experience a, a Catholic church alive, uh, and intentional about the things that make it a joy to participate and come to, man, it's hard to, to find yeah. that again when you leave it. Mm-hmm. That's, but see, that's what I, that's what later I found out. That's what you need to really be involved in scripture and the sacraments because regardless of the delivery, the message is still the same. Yes. So, so it takes more of you. Especially if you're a musician and everybody's out of tune, it, mm-hmm. it just—it's just like when you do this uh, on your nails and oh yeah, scratching your nails against that's, the that's, chalkboard. That's, yeah. how, that's how a musician <laughs> feels when somebody's out of tune. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's but but it takes all that to bring you back into focus. This is about Jesus, mm-hmm. not about this. Yeah. Well, I wonder, Hector, it's, yes, it is about Jesus, but it'd be like, you know, I just asked you earlier, you, cause you have two guitars behind you on your wall, <laughs> you play guitar, not so much anymore. Well, I'll tell you, um, if somebody doesn't know how to play the guitar or even if they do and they pick it up, if I start singing a, a song, uh, from a famous Christian singer, you're going to know it's not them. And you're actually probably going to find it like your nails against a chalkboard. I'm not mm-hmm. that good. And, and so you could say to the person listening to me, well, it's the same song. They're the same chords. So that's your problem, not Ron's problem. No, it's Ron's problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes, uh, you, yes, can be, yes. you can be terrible at things and, and don't, don't put your lack of excellence on the listeners. Like you can have a, a poor mass experience and have all the same pieces. But so often... You know, it's like, well, we have the Eucharist, so we can be horrible at everything else. That's a terrible right. attitude. And I, I it. just, exactly. it's tragedy I, to me. I, yeah. I, I totally agree. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so <clears throat> uh, moving forward, 2013 is when I uh, actually, um, uh, it all started with uh, this deacon came to, uh, to the parish to do um, like missions, you know, like every year the mission, the mission. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I decided to go again. My wife is going to go. So I say, I went with my wife. Sure. And, uh, it was probably raining that day and I couldn't ride my bike, you know, but I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> so, so, so we go and this guy has his, uh, his, his talk and it's like, Hmm, that, that sounds very interesting. He was, he was having, he was having a, a, a process. There was like a small group building small groups, like small churches and people's homes um, and getting a commitment to meet for six weeks to talk about um, 
you know, fellowship and sacraments and scripture and all that stuff. And I said, well, that's kind of interesting because it reminds me of that that we had in Florida. So let's see if we can get, right? <laughs> that was yeah. the seed. Yeah. And then, uh, so we went and we went to a good friend. Uh, well, I didn't know anybody. So nobody knew anybody but, uh, you know, the couples. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're all, they're Mexicans. It was a Colombian and we were Puerto Rican. So <clears throat> we all spoke pretty much the same language. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we went to his house and, and uh, I mean, we were the first night. We was like, oh, Lord, this is a lot. This is a lot. So we just continued on. And at least three and a half years, we never stopped. Every week, every week. Three and a half years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, we saw, you know, one of the the people got really, really ill and just Mm. what grew out of that that group. You know, we one. One of our good friends, she had never, she grew up Catholic. We all grew up Catholic. Never read the Bible. So one of the sections was uh, scripture. So we started reading the, the, Sunday, the Sunday readings, you know, the scripture for the Sundays. And that got her going. So next thing you know, she buys a Bible. Then next thing she knows, they buy, she buys a Bible for her daughter and son. And then they read the Bible every night before they go to sleep. And it was like, oh, my goodness. It was insane. It was no stopping me after that. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, it how was did you so, get involved? Tell me about Mary Saint Mary Magdalene Church. How did you get involved, and how did you get involved with Alpha? Okay, so so we go. So I so one of these guys, the guy that called the call us to do that small group, he talks to the pastor about me because they're looking for people to work in the event, not to work, to be representative of the Hispanic community on the, for the evangelization uh, committee. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still active duty because I didn't retire until 2010. But I said, you know what? Yeah, why not? You know, I'll, I'll just do it. So I went in and, and we started <clears throat> looking into, which is all um, uh, boring to me. Mm. Aside from going to church on Sunday, I thought the rest of the time it was closed (laughs) to Sunday. (laughs) So anyway, we start we start working, and and the guy that was running it was Bob Canto. He he heard about Alpha, and he said, "You know what? This thing Alpha's going on, and 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 I think we should give it a try." Well, sure, yeah, we'll see what happens. So we we created our first pilot. I grew up and um, it was two Hispanics and the other, it was other four or five that were Anglos. So we loved it. We presented it to the, to the store of council and the, and the pastor and they said, sure, let's do it. And so we did the first one in English and it was very exciting. Um, and then we went to Halifax in 2016. Uh, so we got all pumped up and, ready to roll <laughs> big to the Divine Renovation Conference. Yes. And uh, that, that was another, another uh, situation where I, I felt the Holy Spirit when I'm walking. Well, the guy that went to pick us up at the airport, I could feel the Holy Spirit in that taxi. It was in a taxi. It was a, no, I can't remember. No. I can't even remember. Yeah. That's okay. All the age is setting in. Man. I can't write <laughs> everything down. <laughs> so, um, so we come back, I come back and I start to talk to the guys from the small group and I say, okay, well, there's five of us. We can go ahead and do a pilot in Spanish. 
because this has, I mean, we have a third, a third of our uh, parishioners are Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, we, we have to bring this into the Hispanic world. They said, they mean, it's in Spanish. You just say, yeah, but, you know, we say, well, I downloaded a video and I heard it. And it's like, they did an awesome job because they even use colloquial things from different, you know, they're not, they don't talk about necessarily about C.S. Lewis, which two-thirds right. of the Hispanics don't know who he is, you right. know, because we study other ones, you know. So it's, um, but they did an excellent job. And I said, mm, yeah, there's potential here. Let's do it. So we ran the Hispanic one alongside concurrent with the Anglo. The third Anglo one, we wrote the Spanish one with the bilingual people. Yes. Because I needed to build the, the pool of leaders so I yes. could move forward. And um, we, were, we were going out. We used to do weekends back then. And, and I, I want to say Saturday night, uh, it was one o'clock in the morning. We're teaching all the American people to dance salsa and merengue. And it was like, <laughs> they, that sounds fun. They were like, wow, oh, man, are you going to be next year with us? I said, no, nah, you got to learn Spanish. We're doing it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so we changed their lives forever. No, <laughs> that's right. At least they could dance. <laughs> they could dance. They, they could. At the end of the night, they were dancers. That's fun. So, and that, that got us going. Yeah, that uh, they just kept on building and building and building, um, and um, thank thank God it's just been nonstop. We, we're gonna start number twelve now in in September. That's amazing. Me. So what 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 has that done for the the Spanish speaking community that you serve? Like, tell me, you know, what's it meant? What's Alpha meant to them? How has that impacted their experience of Jesus and church and scripture? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, there's something peculiar, and it's something that I quite not been able to get the total point across. Mm -hmm. uh, not even not even in a parish, but when I when I talk to people from other parishes and mm -hmm. stuff like that, they um, the Hispanic community is uh, like Alpha's the same. Videos are the same, and the translation is perfect, and you know whatever. But the dynamic is so different. Really? Oh my goodness. It's so different. But one thing, we said we're going to start at 7.30. And maybe if we're lucky, we start serving meal at 8.05. But nobody's complaining. Huh. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, right. okay, whatever, you know. So for the coordinator, it's a huge endeavor because you can't, I mean, you have a, <laughs> I made my, my schedule and everything for the first night and stuff like that. And, you know, 20 minutes into it, I just throw it away. Like, you know, is, we're it because, is it because people weren't showing up on time or is it because they're so engaged socially? Like what, what, what's the, help me understand. All the above. Most <laughs> of them don't show up in time. <laughs> <laughs> so the Most angles the, are really tight around time. Oh, oh. Hispanic community is like, I'll get there when I get there. Get there when I get there. And then, <laughs> but everybody's in that mentality. So always no, you know what I'm saying? So, ah, here's Joe. And then the later they show up, the more of an impact it makes. And everybody just stops what they're doing and go and say hello to Joe. So now it's another 10 minutes. <laughs> really? That's hilarious. Oh, I mean, but it's so loose, you know, it's unbelievable. It's, and so finally we say, okay, I'm sorry. We have to start the video. Otherwise we won't get out of here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we watch the video. Now comes a small group. <clears throat> That you guys got 25 minutes. 
Because we, I would like to get home before midnight tonight. I always start at seven thirty ish. Yes. Sure. Um, like in the theaters, you have to flip the lights on and off, on and off. It's nine fifteen. Nobody wants to stop talking. It's like, man. <laughs> but how can you stop the Holy Spirit? You know what I'm saying? You're like, no, okay. Well, you guys want to stay? Okay, whatever. I, I think it's funny can... you call that the Holy Spirit. I call that chatty people that won't stop talking. But I guess it's all in the interpretation. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> and again, it's a cultural thing. You see what I'm talking yeah. about? It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. But see that all that dynamic, all the dynamic. Uh, um, it's it's so it, it's very important because if you're trying to mm-hmm. introduce Alpha Spanish on a predominantly uh, Anglo uh, parishion, uh, parishioner base, you're going to have issue. That's because, really cool. Okay. We're taking care. Uh, we offer a, a daycare, a daycare child, child care. care. Yeah. Okay. Well, those taking care of a little kids come nine o'clock, they want to go home. Right. We just finished the video. <laughs> now right. we're going to talk. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Very different. From the, from a very different, very different. So how, Impact wise, so that so in terms of logistics, I, I get the sense of that, and it's making me smile. I just love that in one sense. <laughs> I'm sure I'd go to my mind in others because I too try to stay on time, but right, but, right. but I get it. Um, so in terms of impact on their faith, what has that had? That's that's what makes it all worth it. I have a, a core team of two more guys, mm-hmm. which actually they were part of that small group. 20, 10 years ago, I can't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, when they finish, as they go through, I, w- I want to say by the third night, they are just opening up. Big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. I mean, big time. So these people, they get it. You know, and they're so hungry, so thirsty for knowledge. I mean, it is, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about Jesus. And, and they were Catholic. They're right. all, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, <clears throat> well, not the majority are all Catholics. Uh, and so I see that and I say, okay, when we finish Alpha, we have to do something. People. We can't just wait, roll over and roll over, roll over Alpha right. because no. they, they need to be, they need to know. So I always do an uh, introduction to the Bible class, mm-hmm. which is probably two or three classes. Very, very basic. I mean, super basic. This is a chapter. This is a verse. This is Genesis. Yeah. But they just show up. And, I mean, they just show up. And, and it would be three hours in this class. You know? So it, it's, they're just thirsty. You know, people start buying Bibles. Oh, I, had a Bible. I got the wrong Bible at home. Now you tell me. Now I got to go. <laughs> I didn't know there were more than one. You know, they... <laughs> Because in Spanish, there's a really, really famous one, which is uh, Valera, the Reina Valera. Just about everybody has that one, but it's, it's, it's not complete, you know? It's, okay. it's, uh, so when I tell them that, it's like, oh, man, what do I do with the old one? And I say, no, just, just keep it aside, you know? Um, and, and I see that, and you just keep on going and going and going. So we, we offer them a, a discipleship path. So between one alpha and the other, we, we spend maybe about two, two months, two and a half months just feeding them with all the information. We use the sacraments for formed, you know, so that they understand mass and they put baptism is other than 
I haven't baptized my child because my family's in Mexico and I got to wait for everybody to come here. And the guy's 12 years old already. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So yeah. Get her done. <laughs> oh, get her done. So, but those things, when they understand it, it's like, wow, I didn't know that. So, so now bringing these guys to the next alpha, because I asked them, you know, it, it would now, now that you have received all this, you have to pass along. Because this is not just for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now the, the key thing is I can't not necessarily uh, or automatically, those guys are all pumped up in the knowledge because then they're going to get that through the people that come in that were like them, you know, two months before. But that makes it a little bit challenging. But that's, in the, that's you know, that, that's a, to me, that's a good problem to have. Just right. pick the right one. And then that guy keeps on rolling and he keeps getting closer to God. So, yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you've really, you're changing lives like your life had been changed. And that is through small groups and through scripture yeah. and friendships. And, and, and really Alpha is a wonderful tool to make that happen. And just as effective in the Hispanic community. That's beautiful. It's, um, and it's and it's thing that they're not used to in our in our side of the house in the Hispanic world. We're not used to. We used to go to church, but we're not used to be fed um, theology or catechesis or you know, or something that is challenging uh, within our faith. Really? We just take it for granted. Yeah, you. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm super general uh, generalizing general generalizing, but. From my experience of what I've seen, I mean, we had over 700 people not going through Alpha Spanish. So it's, mm. I see it all the time. Mm. You know, they're, and they say like, I didn't know that. You know, I have people, when I, leave, I, I do also uh, opening the mystery of the Bible for Jeff Cavins in yes. Spanish. Yeah. So I do that one. But yeah, they will log in from their jobs and from work, from driving to be in the class what I'm teaching them about the Bible and about scripture and about the mass, about the sacraments. You know? So to me, that's interesting. To me, they're, they, yeah. they want to learn. They want to be there. You know, I wonder, that's probably exactly what I, I know some evangelicals sometimes will say about the Catholic church. It's a sleeping giant. And if it ever woke up, it would change the world. And it sounds like, you know, going to mass and just being so, unaware of the impact of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, the richness of our faith. That's the sleeping part, right? And it sounds like you're really shaking that giant and waking it up uh, from the Hispanic side. And, and thank you. Well, it's, it's like I tell, now we're doing it online because, you know, we they closed everything for, for a while for this yeah. pandemic thing. And it was like, Hector, oh, I mean, we're so thankful. Oh, you don't know how you, you've impacted my life. And uh, I'm going to tell you about this lady in Mexico. Yeah. She had a lot of, a lot of issues in her life, you know, just like everybody else. And with the pandemic, they just, they just get growing. Mm. So one day, um, and she's trans, she took Alpha uh, online, the first one we did online. And every, she got, she's totally transformed herself. I mean, it, in our eyes, we could see it. It's like, oh, my Lord which is fuel for us. I mean, we said, well, I don't care if I have to stay in the computer for 20 hours, you know, it doesn't matter just for that one person. So the, she goes to uh, her, when you go for, uh, for help. Counselor or? 
There you go. Yeah. And the counselor says, what has happened to you in the last two months? You're a different person. And she says, well, this is what's happened to me. Uh, she just gave her testimony right there. The guy said, well, sign me up. I want to be in the next alpha. I'm like, oh, is that not worth everything? You know, it's, it's still, I was like, and then she shares it. Like, yeah, no big deal. It's like, oh, Lord. You can't, I can't stop. You know, I can't stop. <laughs> I love your passion. You are beautiful. It's, uh, yeah, that's just so cool. And you can't stop. You have the heart of an evangelist. Jesus has placed in you the heart of an evangelist. And I'm so thankful that, that, that your pastor and your community has seen that in you and asked you to step forward and then just continues to support you actually they give you a platform to do the very things you've been called to do right right but it's amazing because god has been guiding me since you know day one and i didn't even realize it because i mean it, I, I, you know what i'm saying you're like what does this have to do with that i mean i was a musician then i was a mechanic an aviation mechanic then i was an engineer then it's like what does that have to do with anything yeah. But every single thing that I've been in my life, every single experience and everything, I've, it, it all has rendered, uh, it fits in this puzzle at the end. Yeah? Well, hopefully it won't be my end. I don't know. I don't want to have my cleats so, so fast. <laughs> but, right. but now I see in business like, wow, that's, that's why that happened in my life. Has your, has your wife noticed a change in you over the years? Yeah, I was, yeah, uh, I don't know. Definitely. Uh, sometimes she's like, yeah, you gotta, sometimes she tells me, okay, you got, you got to, um, you can't go, you can dive in, check the waters before you just jump in head first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds so funny because at the beginning when our, we started talking today, you're talking about how spiritual your wife was and how she was really the driver. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like you've caught up to her in terms of your passion. Uh, mm-hmm. And your commitment yeah. to the church and to Jesus, and and uh, I just love that. You know, I heard one time uh, a pastor say that a person would do well to have three conversions in their lifetime: a conversion to Jesus, a conversion to his church, and a conversion to his mission. And as I heard you talk about the folks in the Hispanic community, it sounded like they had the conversion to the church, mm-hmm. but they were lacking the conversion to Jesus. And then this sense of mission. And, and it sounds like that you're really waking up. What advice would you have for any of our listeners that uh, may be pastors or leaders in their, in their parish and they recognize they have a significant uh, Hispanic uh, congregation and haven't really begun to explore Alpha yet? What would you say to them? Let's say that it's worth um, uh, praying, of course. Pray, pray over it. You have to really ask for guidance from the Holy Spirit because a lot of people are reluctant because we never show up on time. Then when we show up on time, we never want to leave. And you know, don't even consider sending our SBP because that's that's boring for us. We just show up and then we bring our friends. And <laughs> you know what they did the first night? Uh, a, a normal uh, Alpha Hispanic night would be sixty people. You know. Right. Of course, we cook for 80 because I know that Right. Uh, the smells in the church are such that, you know, that would just drop in. Hey, what are you guys cooking? Anyway, so the second night, we'll get 90 people only because the males were sent the wives first to 
analyze the situation. Okay, right. how weird is this thing? And then yeah. when they come back, then the wives are like, oh, it's fantastic. Now they bring their husbands and the kids. So, so that's totally different from, yeah. from the established, uh, organized Anglo side. Right. And yeah. it's not that it's wrong or better or worse. It's just that it's culture. Culturally that's, different. That's yeah. We operate. Mm-hmm. Culture different. So <clears throat> that you have to pray a lot if you're an organizational systematic person, because you get, you'll get disillusioned the first night <laughs> and the second night. <laughs> but, but, um, do, um, give, the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to, to reach out to the leaders in the Hispanic community because there's no stopping these people. I mean, when, when we show up uh, on a night and I have to set up 15 tables and uh, whatever, and we're behind time, all I have to do is just make an attempt to tell somebody what needs to be done and it's done. You don't have to explain how. No, it's just done. At the end of the night, you know, the next day we're going to have uh, another uh, activity. So they asked me, "Can you please set up the room?" And I said, "Sure." You know, we got the team, alpha team, and stuff like that. No, the whole eighty people stay to help out set the room up. <laughs> and you don't have to plan or organize and coordinate. No, I put a picture on the wall. This is what the room has to look like. And boom, ten minutes later, it's like that. And so we, so that potential is there, but the, but the, but they have to feel like they belong. They have to feel like they, uh, you don't have to appreciate it. You don't have to send cards or flowers. I oh, thank you. No, it's just that when they feel like they belong in the community, watch out because you know, they're not, they're not going to take over, but they will show up to help and do whatever needs to be done. So I saw that. And, and, and it's funny that you asked that Ron, because, uh, just because we speak Spanish, we're not all the same. Right. Our background, our background is not the same. I mean, Amen. Uh, yeah. So I show up, and some of the uh, we got people from Peru, from Venezuela, from Colombia, Mexico, and stuff like that. And the way they they gather and worship is totally different from Puerto Rico. Amen. And I'm like, oh yeah, I speak the language, and I know where they do, but that, we didn't do that, you know. But that's that's richness. That's, that's, that brings into, into our faith so much richness. You know, I, I can only think where's uh, St. Paul uh, about all, all the gifts. We cannot all be fingers or right. you know what I'm saying? we yeah. need fingers, we need elbows, we need hands, we need everything. Just build something and forgot. Mm. So yeah, I would, I would tell the pastors, just, just give it a try. Give it a try. And, and tr- I mean, if you have any questions or whatever, you can send me an email because I, I, I'm retired, so I show up wherever you want me to show up. <laughs> What's your email address that somebody might want? I guess that one at church, alpha at smmcc.org. St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And, and if you write in Spanish, then I know it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll come to me for sure. That come to me for sure. Well, Hector, yeah. it's been a treat to spend this time with you. Uh, you're, you're so filled with joy and and passion and i it's exciting to see the work that you're doing i hope every church is able to find their hector and and to to set them up for success to mobilize everyone we can like let's just wake up the sleeping giant together let's come, not just come to church but let's come to jesus and let's pick up uh, that part of the mission that god is calling us to so that we can make the world a better place 
Sí, señor. Amén. God bless you, thank, thank you so much, Ron. I had so much fun spending time with Hector, and I hope you did too. All cultural Catholicism may be a good start, but please don't be fooled by a full church. It's not bums and seats that change the world. People filled with the Holy Spirit change the world. Please subscribe and leave a comment. Rate the podcast five stars so that other people will be able to enter into these fun conversations. Thank you for listening. I want to encourage you, as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time. And remember, if you're still breathing, you are powered for impact.